Hello and welcome to Billiken Babble. I'm your host, Carter Chapley, and the Billikens are back in action. They take on the Boise State Broncos. They are fresh off their Cancun Challenge victory. They took down Stephen F. Austin and got themselves a preseason tournament win, which is excellent. They really showed something. Now they're going to get another chance to prove themselves. They're going to go against a team that wants to be in the same situation as the Billikens. And in order to get us prepared for that, we have B.J. Reigns. He is, as many would call, one of our own. He's a St. Louis native, and he moved out to Boise to cover the Broncos about eight years ago. And he's just started his own media conglomerate, BNN, where he'll be covering everything Boise State. So let's get to our interview with him to get us prepared for that now. And now we welcome on my new friend, Boise State Broncos correspondent, BJ Rain, St. Louis native. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Always enjoy uh, getting a chance to come back on the St. Louis airwaves. So appreciate you for having me on here. BJ, tell us about this new media project you started, Bronco Nation News. Get us introduced to who you are for the Broncos. Yeah, I mean, I moved, I lived in St. Louis, worked for uh, Fox Sports Midwest out of college. Now it's Bally Sports, but moved to Boise in 2013. Been here nine years. I was the Boise State beat writer for the Idaho Press newspaper. The website was blueturfsports.com. And literally today, the day of the game, I am uh, starting a new venture, bronconationnews.com. Decided to venture out to my own project and try to do my own thing. So bronconationnews.com is where anybody can catch up on the Boise State uh, Broncos before the game. And I'll have a a live pregame show about an hour before the game, courtside video show on social media channels and postgame show as well. So uh, lots of coverage bronconationnews.com and I'm really excited about it. That sounds spectacular and we love supporting independent media especially people as passionate about your project as you. BJ tell us the Broncos got off to a little bit of a slow start uh, this last week. Tell us what's <laughs> up with the Broncos. Well they're three and three and obviously it's been an up and down year. They you know went over to the Charleston Classic lost a, a six point game to St. Bonaventure who I know slew fans are familiar with. They played pretty well in that St. Bonaventure game and were actually winning the game with about five minutes to go but couldn't finish down the stretch lost that game by six and then they got some pretty good, you know, got things rolling a little bit in the next two games and got some pretty good momentum going. They beat Temple by 20 and then they played against Ole Miss in the consolation game and they beat Ole Miss by 10 and they were feeling really good. Lost twice on the season. They were three and two and had some home games coming up and then uh, yeah, the day after Thanksgiving last Friday night against Bakersfield it was um, by all accounts head coach Leon Rice that the worst game that he had ever been a part of in like his 30 years of coaching. 22.4% from the field. They only made 13 of 58 field goals and they only scored 39 points and they lost to CSU Bakersfield. He said it was the worst offensive display he had seen in his 12 years. And uh, he said, you know, that as the game went on, the rim got smaller and smaller. And by the end, they said they were playing on a carnival rim. They just uh, couldn't get it to go no matter what they did. And so had a horrible night shooting, but I think they're hoping it was kind of a, a one-off and that they're hoping they can, you know, maybe make up for that with twice as many makes in this game against the Billikens. Twice as many would certainly be a start. That's, that's for <laughs> certain. Now, this is obviously an anomaly of some sort. You don't put up 39 in most games. Tell us what style of basketball do the Broncos want to play when they're being successful? You know, a lot of ball movement, moving the ball up tempo. You know, they're not afraid to shoot a lot of threes. You know, when they get stagnant, it's a lot of one-on-one. That's when they have problems. So that's a lot of ball movement. You know, when they played against Temple, I think they had 25 assists or something. But when they lost to UC Irvine earlier this year, they only had five assists. So they got to move the ball, find a way to get some assists. And, you know, obviously it comes down to making shots. You can't get an assist if you miss the shot. So, but no, they're up tempo. You know, they got a lot of wing players and guards and they have a one, you know, traditional 6'10 center 
that's a back to the basket type guy, but a lot of other guys are, are wing players and a lot of athleticism movement like that. And, um, you know, they're a solid team. They're obviously coming off a horrendous, embarrassing loss. They, you know, are a team that should compete in the top, you know, three, four, five teams in the Mountain West Conference. And they still have aspirations of being in a, an NCAA tournament team. So it was a, a horrible loss for them, but I, I think they're still a, a solid team. I think they're what, 68th or something at Ken Palm still. So they're, they're still a decent computer rankings. And I think they're still pretty uh, optimistic about the season. We're with BJ Reigns again of Bronco Nation News. BJ, you talked about some of these, they've got a lot of wings, the one back to the basket center. Can you tell us about some of the stars of this team and who are going to get the most minutes? Yeah, I mean, five starters, all are transfers in the starting lineup, the transfer portal hard the last couple of years. Manuel Acott, 6'8 point guard, kind of a rarity these days. Uh, he was a number four, excuse me, number 24 overall recruit in the 2017 class. He went to Arizona. He was a five-star prospect. Didn't work out at Arizona and, and transferred to Boise State. He's the highest ranked recruit Boise State's ever had in any sport, not just uh, basketball, top 25, you know, five-star guy. Now, then they end up getting another Arizona player too. Devonair Dutrieve is a starting guard. He's a four-star prospect, was also a top 100 player coming out of high school. He didn't like how things were going for him in Arizona and, and decided to join uh, his friend Emmanuel Acott a short time later. And so, um, you know, two high-level top 100 transfers from Arizona. We've got a transfer from Oregon who is also a four-star guy from Canada, Abu Kijab. You know, that's three transfers, three power five transfers in their starting lineup. And then Malad Narmoush is from East Tennessee State, big guy that averaged almost a double-double there. And then Marcus Shaver Jr. is a transfer from Portland. So five transfers in the starting lineup. And that's kind of what's not fitting for him right now. It's a lot of guys that it's just a lot of transfers and a lot of guys are trying to mold together. So I think that's a big key for them right now is trying to find those roles and what fits with a lot of guys still getting used to playing with each other. Lots of veteran experience on this team, but as you said, still finding some chemistry issues. And as you mentioned earlier, if they don't move the ball, they seem to struggle. Are there any other things we should keep an eye out for what the Broncos' biggest weakness might be? I would say right now it's shooting. I mean, they, they obviously, you shoot 22% from the field. They've had some other games this year where they didn't shoot very well, particularly the three-point shooting has just not been very good this year. So, you know, you could say they're due to make 15 threes at one of these games, and maybe they are, but overall the, the outside shooting has been a problem. So they're just not shooting the ball very well. So as a I said they have three four five guys that can all shoot and all do things but it just doesn't seem like one guy wants to kind of be that guy they're all kind of deferring a little bit and all kind of averaging their seven eight points and they don't have the guy averaging you know 16 17 points so I think shooting and just trying to find that chemistry but they're a very good rebounding team they're a very good defensive team you know they only gave up 46 points to Bakersfield they lost they only gave up 46 and they forced 15 turnovers and I think had like 16 or 17 offensive rebounds so they they feel like their defense will keep them in a a lot of games they've just got to find a way to score some points you mentioned that this team still has good computer numbers their metrics still look pretty solid what is the long-term vision for this team is is this an ncaa tournament team as an expectation for the program or are they still looking to form themselves out Oh, I think they definitely feel like they're an NCAA tournament team. They haven't made the tournament since 2015. That's obviously something that they're, you know, hoping for. The Mountain West is not typically a, a team, a league that gets, you know, three, four, five teams in. It's usually a one or two bid league. So they've got to finish near the top of the league, but the league's very good this year. So, you know, this is the coach's 12th year there, Leon Rice. The fans are getting a little restless. We'd like to see them get back in the tournament. They've, you know, they're in the NIT almost every year. I mean, they they uh, played Memphis in the NIT and, and played them down to the wire. They actually should have beat Memphis in the in the NIT game, if the elite eight of the NIT, if, if not for a guy uh, hurting his Achilles and dropping the rebound with 30 seconds left. So they, they're right there with Memphis. 
you know, were, felt like they were getting better as the year went on, but they just, you know, the NIT is not good enough for them. That's what they've unfortunately been in a lot recently. So they're hoping that they can find a way to move past that and get to the NCAA tournament more on a, a regular basis. And I think they're hopeful that they can, you know, put the Bakersfield game behind them and try to go on a run here because they've got St. Louis. They got Tulsa coming in on Friday. They got Santa Clara coming in next week sometime. And then they play another neutral site game against Washington State, who's, I think, you know, right around top 50 in Ken Palm. So they've still got some good opportunities in the non-conference and some good games in the league. They still feel like they can bolster that resume to try to be in contention for the tournament. This has been BJ Reigns of Bronco Nation News. BJ, tell us where we can find you on socials and, and how we can get to you on your new uh, media platform. Yeah, the website is just bronconationnews.com. Pretty simple there. And, and all the content will be up there in the video of Coach Rice's uh, press conference preview in the game. And my Twitter handle is just BJ Reigns, uh, R-A-I-N-S. Pretty easy to find. And then I think BNN Bronco Nation is the Twitter feed for the website. So uh, yeah, you can just uh, search for it on, on Twitter and, and it should all be there. And this is a fun one for me when I saw this on the schedule. I kind of wish this game was in St. Louis so I could have made the trip home, but I'll get to do that next year when uh, Boise makes the return trip next year. But looking forward to seeing Rammer and Earl Austin Jr. and Brian Kunderman, the SID, and all the crew there. I'm going to try to go out to dinner with them. So uh, looking forward to seeing all those guys, and it's going to be a a fun game for me, uh, Extra Mile Arena. Thank you again, BJ. No problem. Thanks for having me on. Anytime. Thank you again to my new friend, BJ Reigns with BNN. We're really excited to see him doing some very cool stuff out there. And he gave us an excellent preview as to what to expect out of this Broncos basketball team as the Billikens look to defeat them to get maybe their first signature win of the year. The Broncos really offer some really unique challenges that the Billikens haven't faced this year. For example, a 6'8 point guard. You're not going to have Yuri Collins guard a 6'8 point guard, so you're going to have to be a little more creative on the defensive end. You're also facing a team that is coming off what can only be described as a demoralizing defeat, a truly horrific loss, and you just can't expect them to not come out here and look to prove themselves again. They're not going to hold back or really pout, I, I would imagine. That's not what a competitive team would do. So you're going to see a team with a little extra fire in their eyes and looking to make a statement victory over a team that come bubble season, the Broncos and the Billikens are going to be both in a situation where they're going to look to be the last team in probably, or one of the last teams in. And this could be a definitive game as to who gets that last spot. So you try and hold back their shooting. You try to make them have another poor shooting night and you put forward your best foot on offense and you try and confuse them. You use their lack of chemistry, their lack of feeling for each other as an opportunity to exploit one of your greatest strengths, which is your continuity, which is you have a lot of guys who have played together for a little while now. But that's why they play the games. If we could decide it here, we would. The game tips off at 7 p.m. Central on watchstadium.com, or you can always listen to my guys Rammer and Earl on KMOX. But this has been Billiken Babble, and thank you so much for listening. This has been Carter Chapley of Scoots with Danny Mac. Be good to each other. Roll Bills. Roll Bills.